Hey gang, welcome to episode 44 of the No Proscenium podcast, your podcast about immersive theater and its ilk. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, talking to you this week from Los Angeles, next week uh, from a different place. All right, this is a pretty special episode. Uh, we did something unusual this time. I took a little field trip to the site of The Day Shall Declare It, which is coming back to the Arts District here in Los Angeles, and it's in the middle of Uh, pretty much of a rebuild from scratch. We'll get into that story as we take a little tour of the site with the creator of the show, Annie Saunders. Um, More on that and more on some other stuff in a second, but first, your news and notes. And hey, uh, let's start off by, uh, by talking about The Day Shall Declare It. It is coming back on May 10th. That is opening night. That is official. Tickets are going on sale Monday, this Monday, that is the 11th, uh, they're going on sale around 10 a.m. for the general public. Now, you are not the general public. Oh, no, no, no. No Persinium subscribers have the ability to get in on a pre-sale. Now, we sent an email notification out today on Friday the 8th to people who had opted in in the last newsletter you might not have opted in. You are not out of luck because we sent that through MailChimp. And if you go to the last No Persinium newsletter and do the old open it in your browser trick and then click on past issues, once it's in the browser window, you will find the Day Shall Declare It pre-sale announcement. You click on that, you open it, opens up in a browser window, and then you get to do that. The tickets are going on sale for No Persinium subscribers Saturday the 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. There, that's it. That's what you do. There's another little incentive in there for you guys. Um, Read the letter. Follow the rules. uh, Because maybe we get to do more of this kind of stuff if everyone, you know, it's honor system. Let's put it that way. You'll know what I'm talking about once you read it. All right, so check your inboxes if you signed up. And if you didn't sign up, remember the back issue trick will get you in. Uh, But the special pre-sale is over. It's over by the 10 a.m. on Monday. So act fast. All right, let's talk about some other stuff going on. The Stronger is running in Los Angeles right now. Tickets are sold out for that show from the Speakeasy Society. I got to go revisit it this past week, and it is in fine form. Uh, Congratulations to all those who are going to see it on Tuesday. And uh, if you heard about it here, let the kids know. They always get a little kick out of knowing that that we sent you guys. Um, While I'm in New York next week, I'm going to check out something. Uh, Zay didn't get it into the last issue, but he let me know about it because he knew I was going to be running around looking for stuff. Uh, Over at the Invisible Dog Gallery in Brooklyn, there's a piece called Anima. It's running right now. It's, It's an exhibition. You can look up all the detailed dates online. It closes on the 14th, which is like literally the first full day I'm there. So like I am just under the wire here. Listen to the first paragraph. I'm going to read this. I'm probably going to butcher all the names, so apologies in advance. The multisensory exhibition Anima is a meditation on the divide between man and animal and a reflection on the concept of the soul as told through a legendary Lacandon figure, Kin Obregon. 
Obregon is an important character for the Lacondon Maya people who have been living in the Mesoamerican rainforest for centuries. Valentin Lissau, an anthropologist and dramatist, has been working with Kin Obregon's family for seven years and spoke with Kin about his strange and mysterious life shortly before his death. That's just the first paragraph. Uh, there's some imagery related to the gallery. It looks really interesting. Um, so I'm going to check that out. You might want to do that as well if you're lucky enough to be in New York right now. Um, Another big installation thing that's getting a lot of attention, we're going to go to Santa Fe for the next announcement-ish, uh, Meow Wolf. Uh, it's been in the newsletters for the West Coast. Uh, I might have mentioned it last episode of the podcast. Uh, this thing just opened up. Uh, it's been making a splash um, in all kinds of media. Ars Technica says this about it. They call it a high-tech storytelling game world. Um Gosh, just, you know, try and find buzzwords that make me want to go see something. And you've done it there, Ars Technica. Congratulations. I w- I've been, I'm definitely going to have to get out there somehow. That's all I know. If you live close, if you if you can do it, go let us know. Email us, uh, no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. Let us know what it's like. Or hit us up on Twitter and uh, tell us all about it. Denver. Now, there's a city we don't tend to talk about. Um God, that came out condescending. Sorry. Uh, didn't mean for it to do that. And then I said, sorry, in the most condescending way possible. Hey, look, it's been a bad week, okay? So just get out of my back. Uh, tickets are going on sale for Third Rail Projects, Sweet and Lucky. There. That's what's amazing. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, a production from one of our most beloved immersive companies because uh, it's a hometown affair for one of the directors at Third Rail. And awesome. I mean, it is actually, and I'm, I may sound like I'm being sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic when I say this. I'm not being facetious when I say this. I am very excited by the prospect of this type of work getting out of New York, getting out of LA, getting out of Chicago. I know I just named three of our big centers. Um, I want to see more of this work in all those places. But another surefire way to see more of that work in those places is for it to get everywhere. This is an art form that we are passionate about. And I am so glad that Denver is lucky enough to have an original piece be produced there. Um, I'm also jealous because I'm, I don't have enough money to go to go see it because I, I, had to, I had to choose. Third rail's all over the place, y'all. Like, they've got a piece going up in Chicago soon. They just did something in St. Petersburg, Russia. If you wanted to be a third rail project super fan, you, you, you better win the lotto. I'm planning on winning the lotto, so I'll be okay. Um, all right. Hey, that's some news and notes. Let's set up today's episode just a touch. So, first off, apologies because, not because I like to apologize, but also because uh, this could really use some images. If you've been to the Day Shall Declare It before, meaning if you went to last year's show, uh, you are very familiar with the building that it was in, and that is the same place that it is going to be this time. It's the Imperial Art Studio. It's, uh, it's part of that complex which gets used for film shoots and there's some artist studio space this is part of a block in the arts district that is slated for demolition so they can turn it into condos um, because la needs more housing stock and we turn everything into condos 
Um, we get into that a little bit in this episode. We get into the fate of the building between now and the last time the show is done. It's interesting to say the least. And imagine if you will, if you need like a mental image, uh, a low slung one story building that was like an auto shop. So it's got a concrete floor. Uh, it's got uh, a roof. Um, well, it's got a ceiling that's exposed, exposed beams, exposed wires. Uh, well, not exposed wires. That's inaccurate. Just exposed beams. The wires are nicely tucked away. It's not like it's a fire hazard or anything. Um, and it's on a street surrounded on one side. There's a, a little parking lot type scenario right beyond that. There's like a, a, another, uh, brick building and right next to it, it butts up against uh, an apartment building that must have been from like the 1920s or 30s. So this is an old part of town, um, and you can you can feel just generations of history there uh, as you're walking around. And it's about a block and a half away from where the Stumptown Roasters has moved in, and where Bestia is, and now there's an HD Buttercup, and it's like two blocks away from where like Soho House is putting their new thing, which is right next door to Play Arts Collaborative Space, who are friends of the show. Um, it's it's the heart of the arts district, and the fate of these locations um, is going to determine a lot about the shape of this thing that we love over the next few years. So um, let's go visit the spot. And you walk us through the space. Okay, cool. So here we are. Um, this is the street door on 7th Street. And this, as you've seen before, is the kind of entryway for the audience where we've just painted the floor. And we've actually just <laughs> finished the whole floor in here, which is amazing. It's something we couldn't do last time. Um, so like, what, what, what was, what's the difference between this time and, and so last time in terms of the floor? We'll just walk a little bit this way. So last time... When we first took this building on last year, it was a driveline shop. It was like an engine shop. Right. Um, so the entire place was covered with engine oil. So we spent like three weeks when we first took the building last year power washing engine oil out of the ceiling and the floor and the walls and everything. Um, and then we just didn't have the budget or the time the last time to do anything to the floor. So it was just unfinished concrete. This time... Uh, in the interim between the last show and this version of the show, there was like severe vandalism in this building. So all these walls were covered in graffiti until about four days ago. Oh, wow. um, and all the electrical, all the wiring was stolen and the oh. pipes for the plumbing were stolen. And so like we had to get the electricity back on and these walls all got sandblasted. Those walls had to get like three coats of primer and paint. And then we finished, we sealed the floor. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, unfortunate, but also meant that we got to do some stuff that we didn't get to do last time yeah. in terms of work on the actual space. Well, that, so, that's, yeah. That's got to be a little bit intense that the, that the plumbing, cause they, they did yeah. a full strip job on the Yeah, 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 yeah. All the wiring and all the pipes oh, wow. for scrap metal. So, every, so everything that's in here now is something you guys had to invest mm -hmm. yeah. to make work? Yeah, pretty much. Electrical, yeah. And then the... Um, uh, I mean, the the property owners helped us a little bit because they wanted to see the show come back. So they helped a bit get the power on and get the plumbing fixed and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and the building is the building, if I remember correctly, is slated for like demo at the end yeah. of the year. Yeah, so uh, October. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one last 
Let's one last hurrah. One last hurrah. I know, I know. It's cool. I mean, it's been really nice, like the last kind of week or so, just getting it, get bringing it back to life a little bit. It feels like we've been doing a bit of CPR, basically, on this little space. Yeah, this was all, all this was covered in, covered in graffiti. Oh, wow. Was it like Literally, a, like, every surface. Like, it had become somebody's, like, crazy clubhouse or something. Or it was just, it didn't seem like people were, like, squatting, like, living in here or anything like that. But just, like, the whole entire property was um, vandalized. Oh, wow. Like, it was just unprotected. So, like, yeah. all the windows got broke. As soon as, like, people c- can kind of see that there's no one here and yeah. no one around like the apartment building next door is also vacant yeah then, then, then they just start coming over the fence and yeah hop so like all the windows are broken there's just like graffiti everywhere and well and then yeah. we're like the the um but there's still isn't there still other stuff going on like, now but okay. there was a period where there was nothing going on the uh-huh. whole entire lot was vacant oh wow yeah Wow. Yeah, because it changed from one property developer to another. Okay. And there was, like, a little interim time where it where? was vacant. And, like, in that kind of, like, three, four weeks, Jeez. it just got, like, decimated. Oh, my God. That's... The, I mean, it makes it makes total sense, but it's sort of surprising, like, how fast that happens. It's like, oh, yeah, on day two, boom, <coughs> yeah. just attack. Yeah, so, it's really interesting. I mean... Like, are, like, like vandals sitting there, like, all, oh, hey, looking at like the records at City right. Hall, like every week, like going down to the Hall of Records and be like, oh, excuse me, what buildings are being? Uh- well, I mean, <laughs> it's really interesting, like in this kind of moment for the arts district, where like there's so much development. Yeah, um, it is kind of like a targeted area for like vacant buildings that are like about to start construction, but they're they're full of copper wiring and they're going to have like a couple of weeks or a month where like no one is there yeah. and people can kind of predict that. And also like with gentrification, like there are less, um, residents. So yeah. there are less people to call the cops, Yeah, you know? And the ones who are being forced out, so they don't care. Right. I and mean, and like, you have oh, to oh, look, someone mentioned that building. Great. And also you, I mean like by the time the police got called about this, there was like, they were, they were like, they were like ripping live plumbing out of the wall. So there's like water just like rushing into the street. But, and then like, I mean, it, and people were like calling the cops and they still weren't really doing anything. Oh That's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's, so, let's keep looking at it. So here we are doing CPR on our little building. Yeah. And the space is still pretty raw right now. Like anyone yeah. who'd been to the show would would recognize the physical layout, but not that that it's the show. Like I, the yeah. cage over there yes. is was that left behind? Or? Well, so that was here. That was oh. a, that was a fixture in okay. the building, the front side of the cage, and the basically the cage was that's it was just a machine cage, so it was an L. Right. So like the long side that we're looking at, and then the short side on the other side. I'll show you. Okay, we're gonna walk through. We're walking. Um, so this, you can sort of see, this is, this was here when we took the building on and it was an L shape. So this was here and then we cut that doorway into the cage so Mm. that we could go in between for that scene. And then we built the other four, the other two walls. Okay. Makes sense. Did you you build the other two walls? Okay. Yeah. No, I see. I see. We made this Oh, excuse the bathtub. Sorry, sorry. So this we made. Now is this is this 
from this time, or is this left behind? This was left behind, yeah. Okay, and so it survived. And this right. we made. So this is also an actor entrance, this little hole. And then, this, so this side we made, and, like, these two pieces of sheet metal got taken, the ones that are missing. So those we'll put back. But so, yeah, there are a few little remnants from the last time we did the show. Not many. Yeah. There's some sand up here that we left. There's some like fittings, like all the eye bolts and stuff are ours. Nice. Well, since some stuff got left behind by the vandals. Yeah, yeah, they didn't steal our bolts. Um, so, but yeah, we're just it's it's a it's a resuscitation effort at this point. But like, yeah, all these. All these walls were covered in graffiti. Now the only thing that's left is that temporary wall, which we built for the show last time. Um, so that's coming out. It's going to get rebuilt, so we didn't bother repainting it. Um, how does it feel? How does it feel to be? Did you ever expect to be back? In no, no, because it was supposed to be torn down in March. Yeah. And also, I didn't have a plan to do this show again in LA, um, but then the kind of opportunity came up, so. It's really exciting. It's yeah. great. I mean, it, you know, there's mixed feelings with a remount. I think with all the collaborators were a bit like, um, oh, like, you know, there's always a kind of pull to make something new. Right. Um, so artistically, in some ways, it feels less exciting to like remount the same show again. But once we kind of, in the same building especially, but once we kind of got in here and started thinking of, you know, just thing like the floor, like things that we couldn't do last time or that we didn't get to or we didn't have the money or we didn't have the time or we just didn't have the energy because we were creating the show right. as well. It's like so nice to have the freedom and the just relaxation now to be like, oh, we can like work, you know, just like from 10 to 6. I mean, last time we did the show, it was like we were in here for 16 hours a day, like scrubbing engine oil and trying to make the show and yeah. just much higher levels of anxiety. And now we're like, ah, put the table over there. Let's go yeah. home. It's 5 o'clock. You know? <laughs> it's like way more relaxed way of doing things and means that we can, yeah, it's a really cool opportunity to like get to do stuff that didn't quite... Yeah get there last time so well and there's there's, nice. some, there's something there's like a folding steel effect of like coming back in and you've already got it forged but you're putting it back in the fire for and sure bending it back for sure okay. for sure and like um this is such an amazing um moment in the arts district i mean there's just not going to be anything like this around so yeah. soon you know like all these buildings are just going they're all getting torn down or redeveloped yeah. or mainly torn down yeah. um and the gentrification is just like insane. i mean soho house is opening like down the street from here yeah you know the kind of like opportunity to make experimental artwork in the arts district in these old buildings is like not gonna last yeah. you know so yeah, when we had the opportunity to do this you knew you had again, to it was like, yeah, it's really like a really temporal moment yeah. in this area, particularly. I, I, it's so weird with all this development going on. It's like, will the arts district still be an arts district? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's the fight we have right now. Yeah, in for a, sure. In a big way. And, and in some ways, it's ironic, like, uh, and that Soho House is coming here sort of is like a, a 
coronation of the area. It's like, oh, this is a place where artists hang out. But as soon They're as that happens, it, it starts to like flood it out. And so the, the tension is, can they, can the stuff that's around here, can the stuff that's being developed, can it maintain a component that has you know, arts in it. Because I mean, yeah. the truth is not a lot of these spaces are being activated. No, the most time. of them are empty. I mean, that building across the street is empty. It's yeah. huge, you yeah. know. Yeah, Can we go a... stand over here? Because oh, they're making a time lapse. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a camera. Um, that's a time lapse. <laughs> so we were... <laughs> I've been instructed to, like, inc- have activity on this side <laughs> of the room. Um, anyway, yeah, I think it's a big, it's a big question. Like, are there going to be any artists left in the arts district? Yeah. And I think, like, there aren't a lot of developers or landlords who are, like, interested in mm, utilizing spaces that are awaiting demolition or whatever for artists. Um, There's not a lot of incentives for them. Yeah. Like, they didn't have any reason to turn the power or the water back on in here. They could have just left it, you know? It cost them money to, like, put the power back on just for us, basically. Because, like, the other things are being used for filming but filming people bring generators so they don't really have any incentive from the city to the city is not saying like you're creating blight you have empty commercial space you need to put somebody in there there's plenty of artists looking for space and you need to do that and we're either going to fine you or reward you you know there's nothing yeah um, and I think that would like really change the landscape in LA if, if there was something like that going well, on. And it feels like there needs to be because I think it's, I can't remember if it's petty cash or broken Spanish because like I always get them confused, but I think it's broken Spanish. They had, they had moved in the taqueria down yeah. around the corner from Bestia, yeah. which is, you know, yeah. across the street and around the corner from yeah. here. And that place was in there, I want to say like six, seven months. Yeah. And they've already folded shop. Yeah. Because there's nothing in a four block radius around here after seven o'clock at night. That's right. Dumptown closes, except for Bestia. Yeah. And who wants to go to a taqueria before they go to... <laughs> An know. Italian restaurant. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So there's but a... we are going to have a bar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> Where's the bar going to be? It's going to be... So the indoor bar will be where it was. Okay. Um, so when the audience come in, there'll be a similar bar, but it'll be a proper bar right. with cocktails. Oh. Oh, Yeah. So, but aesthetically, it will be the same space as last time. So that was there. And then at the post-show, there's like another secret bar revealed to the audience, which is then open to the public. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's going to be out there. Cool. Let's, why don't we, why don't we okay. go, go in the out? I know we're, we're walking Basically, away from the time like, lapse. You know, by time lapse. You know the when the audience gets like released back into the show, out into the world. Mm-hmm. Hi guys. Um, let me just introduce you. This is Noah Nelson, who hey, does the No Presidio podcast. Hi, my wife Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Shannon. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to see you. you Thank too. you for coming by. Hi. Hello. Hi. Nice to see you. You too. Um, we're just doing a little walking recording. tour. Thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the outdoor bar is going to be out here. Oh, cool. You have to imagine it yeah. in your mind. Um, but the, there's this. So you can like release it at the end. You can open. Yeah, this at back the up. end when it's like, okay, the bar's open, ladies and gentlemen. It's the last line of the show. Yeah. Like the bartender comes and kind of takes the laundry line down, and at that point, there's a reveal out this back door, and there's like a band, and there's a whole seating area, and nice. it's all going to be invented. <laughs> and this is, a, I mean, this like you can see the biscuit biscuit factory from here. Which always, that, 
I didn't realize. I always get confused down here and turned around, so I didn't realize the bis biscuit yeah. factory was like right there. That's sick. I, I thought it was a little farther. No, that's that way. Mateo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the entrance to the bar will be that gate. Oh, so cool. like the audience gets released out here, and then the public can come can come through that gate. And it's just like proper speakeasy. Like it's gonna be like all stuff, and you kind of find your way. There'll be like fencing here and a shipping container, and then you like this will be the opening. And then you can like come and have a drink. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Not bad. It's called the Paradise. All right. Once again, I want to thank Annie Saunders for letting me traipse around inside the space while it is being worked on. It's just a few weeks away till the day shall declare it is here. Don't forget to check your inboxes and look at the last newsletter and find a way to get your prize for being a subscriber. Um, hey. What other things are there? Uh, well, you can find us on Twitter at No Priscinium. You are going to see a whole bunch more writing soon because I'm going to go to New York to be inspired to write on our Medium collection, medium.com slash no dash Priscinium. You are going to be able to tell us about shows that you have in the works yourself or that you've spotted out in the wild or escape rooms that you love or like this weird, cool virtual reality experience that you think all of us should know and you're totally going to let us borrow your virtual reality headset so we can experience it by emailing us at no underscore proscenium at outlook.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no proscenium. You know all this stuff. You also know that every time I do this show, I ask you to maybe think about throwing us a dollar at patreon.com slash no proscenium because it just means, well, it just means my taxes get more complicated. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. What it means is that we're going to be able to do some pretty nifty stuff. I'm scheming. Uh, next week's show. Next week's show is probably also going to be strange. I'm going to be going around New York. I uh, hope to be talking to some folks, maybe get them on tape, maybe mix it all in. Might come a little late. Um, and the week after that will almost certainly be me and Zay talking about this thing of ours one more time. So uh, until then, there's so much that's going to happen in the next week. I can barely contain my excitement, he says needing more coffee. Uh, until then, I'll see you at the show. <laughs>